Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. Welcome to the Cambridge Islamic College podcast. It has been narrated in Sahih Muslim that the Prophet Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam said, Whenever some people gather in one of Allah's houses to recite the Book of Allah and study it among themselves, then calmness descends upon them. The angels surround them, mercy covers them, and Allah mentions them to those who are with Him. And some of the most recited verses of the Holy Quran are from the last chapter. Chapter. These verses are some of the first to be taught to children and new Muslims, as well as recited regularly in congregation. So what better way for us to launch Cambridge Islamic College's podcast channel than with Sheikh Muhammad Akram Nadwi's Tafsir of Juzamma. It is often said that Tafsir requires knowledge and understanding of all of the Islamic sciences and not just knowledge of the Arabic language. Sheikh Akram expertly deciphers the intricacies of these surahs and in his unique and in Imitable manner makes them relatable. So, without further ado, let's begin this journey. Fala Buddha min Gayatin, wa Ajalin, wa Fasalin, wa Jazain Badabala. It's necessary, it's absolutely necessary. There must be an end. There must be everything moving to a direction, to an end. There must be time, a definite time for every single thing. There must be separation. Fasal, when the people are mixed together, they're separated. There must be time for reward after testing. Jazain Badabala. Because in this world, if people actually are tested and pious people, they can't eat whatever they want. They have to make a distinction between halal and haram. If pious people, they have to wake up in the night to pray for, for the Lord and they have to you know, sacrifice their desires for the, for, for the There must be a reward for them. It must be there. It's impossible that people do good deeds and there's no reward for them. And then must be also the time, those who don't listen to him, they should be separated. So, farqun bayna taqeen wal muttaqeen. That those who rebel against Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, they should be separated. In this world, everybody enjoys their life. Everybody eats and drink. But the time must come when it is going to end. You can't you can keep eating in this world up to a time. Then time will come when because you have been discriminous. Now what you need, you have to test the punishment. It cannot be anymore. In this world, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala given a chance that you eat and drink like the pious people. But when the time comes to end, then no, no more. The taqeen don't have the same ending as the muttaqeen. فَاسْتَدَلَّ عَلَىٰ الْقِيَامَةِ وَالْجَزَاءِ مِنْ كَوْنِهِ رَبَّا وَإِلَاهًا رَحِيمًا فِي السَّمَاءِ وَالْأَرْضِ Then Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala made the argument for the qiyamah, day of resurrection, and also the argument for the reward from where? From his being Rabb and his being merciful Allah. In the heaven, in the earth. His being Rabb and his being merciful makes necessary there must be day for the reward. This must be there. That's why how nice Quran says, Inna yawmal fasl kana miqata. Yawmal fasl kana miqata. Yeah. To miqata, the Maqshari said, In kana fi taqdirillahi wa hukmihi haddan to waqqatu bihi dunya wa tantahi indahu aw haddan lil khalaiqi antahuna ilayhi. So he has made a point, a different point, that whatever people, everybody is moving, to that direction and that point will come then after the separation will happen. The Yom al-Fasl means day of uh, separation. You can see in the Surah Al-Mursalat, you know, when the Quran mentioned about unbelievers, Quran says, This is the day of separation. In this world, people have been mixing together. But the day will come when the people are going to be separated. It's really necessary. In this world, he made favor upon the people. After this favor, people should thank him. 
And if you thank him, he will reward you. But if you don't thank him, don't, don't think anymore that you are going to be with those people. You can't be with those people. In the world, you have enough chance, and now you're going to separate it. Oh, criminals, now you are separated. You cannot be mixing to the, with, with other people. So, you know, nobody can actually escape that. that. When I read this verse, it looks to me really that you know, from every direction, people are moving to that different line, that actually appointed time. Everybody is coming to that appointed time. Whatever people do, every single moment we spend our life, it becomes nearer to that appointed time. That really, I am surprised really when people celebrate their day of birth, you know, birthday, you know, become 10 year old, 15 year old. If people understand properly, they should cry and they should weep. Because when you become 10 year old, you become 10 year nearer to your death. And 10 year nearer to the day of separation. Just think, it is not an easy thing. That's why I like this saying, one of the pious person, so some, pe some people said, you know, he, somebody came to his house and nothing was there. You know, nothing, no, 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 no food, not drink, just house, basically empty house. So the person asked him, are you traveling? You know, are you traveling somewhere? What happened? Nothing is there. Are you traveling? He said, I'm traveling? I'm not traveling. I'm pushing. I, I'm being pushed all the time. I'm being pushed. Now we are not traveling. We are being pushed from this world. Every single moment we are pushed away from this world. Pushed, we make nearer to the grave. Just think really. And I just sometimes sleep and just think really that I have died and I am the grave. And really whenever I think, it really, it, you know, it takes away sleep from me. Really. You know, sometimes really, like last night, I came, just came to my mind about the grave. And then it really it was so frightening for me. Just think, really, just imagine that if somebody dies and you take the person, dead person, to bury in the grave. And instead of him, if the people bury you, what will happen? You will cry, you will, but time will come when the people will bury you and nobody has any sympathy for you. People will think that's the best thing to do for you anyway. If I'm alive, people bury, there will be so much protest against, you know, all things. But Allah SWT made such a nice arrangement, when he wants you to be buried, nobody can cry. Even your family will be thinking, this is what we can do, bury you. No, nobody can help you, nobody can help. When Allah wants to die, make you die, nobody can help you stop. And when he wants to be buried and left alone, no army, nothing can help you. Everybody will think natural thing is to bury you, to get rid of you. That people are thinking. All the army, people around. Imagine living in a, a city alone. If everybody leaves Cambridge and I am left alone, it will be such, such a frightening for me. I can't stay here. But time will come when people will leave me alone in this small grave. Nobody will be there. The, how Allah made Miqat? Everybody is moving to Miqat. First death is graveyard, you are in the grave. And then after the grave, you again raise again alive, and the day of judgment, and no companion. No, even when people are raised in the, in the grave, after the grave, no companionship. Everybody will be raised alone. You are not with the family. You are not with the friends. You are not with the defense and army. Everybody, like for example, when you go to the market, to the shops, the market, do you see such a big number of people? But they are not jama'a. They are individuals. The individuals put in the same place. Because everybody has different purpose. Everybody wants to buy different things, so they are not together. They are a crowd. In the day of judgment, people will be a crowd, but they are not jama'a. They are not together. Imagine really how, how things are. You are there and you are not with nobody. Nobody can listen to you. Nobody can hear you. Your problem will be just your problem. Nobody else's problem. Everybody will be thinking. Nobody can help. You know, this is how Allah Ta'ala has made really. In this world, we are so ghafil. We really think that we own everything. And how... how how limited the life is, how short, the, how the temporary the life is. Nothing is there. How quickly the life goes. Just look at what your own life. 
that how you have passed, you know, 20, 30, 40 years of your life, and what is remaining going to be like that? They think really there have been hundreds of the people who have been seen. They used to walk on dust like you, and then they died, and they're now buried. The day will come when the people will bury us again, like in like, 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 you know, one of the Arab poets says, وَإِن طَالَتْ سَلَامَتُهُ يَوْمًا عَلَىٰ آلَةٍ حِدْبَاءَ مَحْمُودُ Son of every female, whatever long life he has got, one day he will be carried on the sh uh, shoulder of the people and buried in the grave. Nobody can escape that. This is such amazing arrangement by Allah Taala. We can't make like that. No government, no power on the face of the earth, they can make any arrangement for every single person to be a judge like this. Nobody can do like that. Allah has made every single person to die on certain time, then made all of them to be raised on certain time and then he has made arrangement everybody to be questioned and then after that everybody to face the fire of hell. Nobody can escape. That's how he has made. And no single person can have any exception from that. So Quran says, The day of separation, that was appointed time. So miqat means a time which upon miqat in Arabic language comes for two, two meanings. Miqat means place of appointment and also time of appointment. That's why you can see when people go for the Hajj, so there are, you know, two miqat. One miqat is the time of the Hajj. So, you know, you must go for the Hajj, you know, in the time of the Hajj. Shawwal, Dhul Qaada, Dhul Hajj. That's a miqat of time. And miqat of the place is when you go for the Hajj, you must put on your ihram from one of the places, like if people are going from Madinah Munawwara, they must put on their ihram in Dhul Hulaifa or Biyaru Ali. If people are coming from India or Yemen, they must put their ihram from Yalamlam. So, you know, from people coming from Iraq, they must put on their ihram from Dato Irq. People coming from Sham, they put their ihram from Juhfa. So, these are Mawaqid, place of Miqat. So, Miqat means a place of uh, certain things, and Miqat also means time. So, meaning in Nayawm al Fasli kana Miqat, the day of separation, that appointed time for everybody, and also appointed place for everybody. Everybody will come that time exactly, nobody can change time. Nobody can say, I'm late, I'm sleeping, like this story in India, that's once uh, one of the judges in India, you know, he uh, judge about someone, you know, wrote uh, uh, that, you know, he's really hanged tomorrow at 8.30 or something like that. The person started laughing. The judge asked him, why are you laughing? He said, because uh, I, I, I don't wake up until 9 o'clock, I'll be sleeping by that time. It is not a joke. If you're at 8.30 is your time of hanging, you'll be hanged, whether you sleep or wake up. Nobody can change it. You know, this is, it is such a serious matter. When Allah has made a time for anybody, people will be sleeping, death will come. People will be in the toilet, death will come. People will be with your wives and children, death will come. People will be traveling, death can come. Nobody can change that time. This is such a serious matter. Similarly, when the day of resurrection will come, whatever people are doing, you know, the hadith says when the day of Qiyamah will come and the, Allah SWT will blow, uh, command the angels to blow the whole, whole universe. Some people will be milking their animals, cows. Some people are doing eating, some people are drinking. Everybody is busy in their life. And suddenly will come and where our people are, just dead there. Nothing will happen. They will be destroyed in the same place. Nobody will have any, any single chance. You know, sometimes somebody will be sleeping next to you and you wake up and he's dead. You don't know. Angel of the death will come, take his soul and you don't know. Things will happen. It, it does not awake anybody else. And, and the person cannot tell you that I'm dying. He can't be so weak and, and just surrounding him so much, he cannot tell you that he's going to die. He can't tell you. It is such a strong system, such an uh, amazing arrangement, you never can actually find any fault in this. This whole system for so many years coming, going like that, and it will keep going like that. So that the Quran says, In the day of separation, 
it has to be appointed time, appointed place. You cannot miss it. Nobody can miss that time. That place must come for every single person. When everybody, you know, it's really frightening. You know, time when people are separated. You know, even when you come to the airport, and in these days it happens very often, if you've got a beard or something like that, so somebody will come and tell you that, you know, you come here. So everybody can see that you are in, tr in trouble. So it, you, more ask, more question for you. Just imagine really when the real question happened in the day of judgment and just come to say, no, you are not with those people. Come here. You, you, you are in a different category. You are not the same category. Just imagine what will happen. You come to the airport here. You are British and European. You have this, uh, this queue. And you have someone else here. They will come really. Separation will be for something else. You cannot mix yourself with the pious people. The pious people will be somewhere else quickly going. And unpious people, you want to mix? No, you can't mix. Angels will come and pull you. No. Just move away. You are not with those people. That first is really humiliating. Just imagine it is humiliating for the people. It is people will be powerless. In this world, when they separate you, still you have hope that you know there can be something, you know, be misunderstanding, something like that. You know, still you can you can do something. But that day, no misunderstanding, no angel has any misunderstanding. The people who are separated, they separate very clearly. Then people never can make any argument about what happened to them. The people never can make, people cannot defend themselves. This fasl actually frightening. The Quran says everything is speaking loudly in the Yawm al Fasli understand why Quran after so many verses breaks this so nicely. To tell you that every single sentence that Allah has put here, every single sentence speaks loudly in the Yawm al Fasli the day of separation is definite time. It appointed time for everybody must meet that appointment. People can't miss that appointment. It's impossible. You must meet it. In Yawm al Fasli and when that, that day will come, that day actually is not easy day. Yawma yunfakhof al-sure fa ta'atuna afwaja. The day when, uh, you know, uh, the, the sur, the trumpet will be, will be sounded, shall be sounded. The day when the trumpet, when the sur shall be sounded. How it is, we don't know. But the hadith of the person says, one of the angels of Allah Israfil alayhi salam, he's holding the trumpet all the time. And his ear is to hear the command of Allah or since he has been created, he just put, put uh, you know, holding like that. As soon as Allah commands him that, you know, blow it, he'll blow and the whole universe will be destroyed. Something like that. Waiting, all the time waiting. How people can enjoy their life when you know actually this is what waiting for the people. And then you'll come in groups, many, many groups of the people. Because why? Because, you know, every ummah, every nation, they will come with their own messenger. When the Quran says, When we call the people with their leaders, everybody will be following their own leaders. And they'll come in different groups and different, you know, they're there. People will know. People will look like that. People will be behind their imam. Everybody is coming. And then really, not same thing. Not that, you know, you can follow anybody. The Prophet, وسلم, in that day, he'll be offering water you know, for his people to drink because that day is so hot, you know, the sun will be very near to the people, you know, that when the first day of judgment will start, really very, very, it's it very frightening. The sun should be so near, people will be dying out of thirst. The Prophet will be offering water for his own people. And the companions ask him that how he recognize them? He said, I, I recognize them by the signs of their wudu. And then some, some people from my ummah, they will come to me to have water and then I just will push them away. So I will say, no, these are my, um, my ummah, my people. He will say, no, they, you don't know what they have done after you. La tadari maada ahdatu ba'daka. And then I also will say, sohokan, sohokan, take them away. 
you never can mix in this world it could be hypocrites and believers can mix each other in this world good people bad people can, can mix in the same family they can live father and mother and children everybody eating from the same table and they are not but that day it is impossible that day everybody will be separated it could be a son and father they are in two different groups it will be made very clear inna yawmal fas yawman fa khuf sura fa ta'tuna afwaja and then you see wa futihat as-sama'u fa kanat abwaba now see what happening same quran said to you wa banayna fawqakum sab'an shadada we made above you we built upon you seven strong heavens so strong you never can find any fault since they have been made they are so strong never have been anything all the time same but the day will come futihat as-sama'u fa kanat abwaba the sky will be open from everywhere they just will come gates and gates doors and doors nothing else all the just holes everywhere at the moment you don't find any hole anywhere no fort anywhere but day will come when the skies will come just holes nothing just you know like passing for the people anybody can come and go it is like that just doors so some people say you know meaning one meaning is abwaban gates means you know coming and going some people say abwaban means like part of the wood you know just just pieces the whole sky the piece and piece like one says samaun fatarat when the skies will be you know split when they be you know been making the pieces that time will come so, you know so the quran says wa futihat as-sama'u fa kanat abwaba the skies will be open and they will come just doors and doors some people say it could be that you know the angels are coming you know the way basically is the quran very often because there are two times twice when the trumpet will be blown when the soul will be blown twice one to destroy the whole universe and second time is to raise everything again to raise the people alive again both but the quran because both things really they are connected to each other in such a way because both are we are people's day of judgment and all those things so sometimes the quran put puts both of them together it's not because they are happening at the same time just because those realities they are so much connected with each other so the quran makes to uh, otherwise you can see when quran says yawm yunfakh fi sura fata'tuna afwaja when the trumpet will be blown and you will come in the groups that belongs to the first time the second time when second time it is blown then people will raise and coming in the groups but when quran says fatihat as-sama'u fa kanat abwaba that the first time that first but quran does not say first or second time quran is making sure as one thing but and quran is gathering here both incidents are together because basically they are like one thing destruction and raising of the people quran wants to say basically that how separation will happen but keep in mind that the first one yawm yunfakh fi as-sura fata'tuna afwaja belongs to second time of the nafkh of blowing the, the trumpet and wa fatiha as-sama'u fa kanat abwaba wa shiyat al-jibal fa kanat saraba these two sentences they belong to the first time to when first time the trumpet will be blown this will going to happen that the other skies will be open and they will come just doors and doors in everywhere wa shiyat al-jibal fa kanat saraba and the mountains will be make to to walk to move they just moving the mountains are moving fakana saraba and they'll become like a mirage to like you know if you go to you know like a desert area and you can see like the mirage you know the, the how this how the whole uh, you know mountain can you see how the quran said before the quran has said wal jibal autada a quran has said in the surah al-mursalat if you look there wajalna fiha rawasiya shamikhatin we make the mountain so strong now same allah subhanahu wa ta'ala he said about the mountains what he said about the mountains wasujjarat al-jibal faqanat saraba and the mountains will be moved so it becomes like a mirage just a piece and a piece just like in black sand dust they become like dust 
how how tithar we are, and no doubt really, you know, if you can look actually whenever Quran mentions about the mountains in the context of the day of judgment, always meaning basically is that moving and all those things all the time, you know, you can the book. So that why you know when the verse of the Quran comes, jamida you see the mountains and they are solid, they're so strong. But the day will come, they will they will move like the mountain, like the clouds. They will move like the like the cloud. That meaning is, but some people in our time who actually want to interpret every single verse of the Quran in the light of the science, so they think it actually tells you about 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 the movement of the earth. The earth is moving all the time. So you know the mountains you think they are solid, but they're moving. Not like that really. The Quran is mentioning about the day of judgment. When the Quran talks in the Quran anywhere else about the moving of the mountains, it's always in the context of the day of judgment. Never in the context of this world. And the Quran does not want to tell actually these realities are the science. The Quran is not a book of science, not come for this purpose. It has come for a bigger purpose, for actually more important purpose, for something which people cannot know from their senses. The Quran wants to tell you those, those truths. So you know the day will come when the mountains will be made to walk and they become dust, you know, in pieces, pieces. Just imagine really what, what will happen. Just imagine if anywhere in the world something happened and a big mountain like Himala, the big mountain of Himala, you know, it becomes in pieces. It is a big incident. Everybody will go and see what happened. It's big news in the world. But imagine really one day will come, just within one moment, the whole universe will become like that, in pieces. All the mountains, they're different. Sun has gone, moon has gone, skies have been broken in pieces, the earth has become in change. You know what will happen? It is, you know, you know the, things will, the whole scene will be different. The whole universe will be something different. It's not the same thing. You know, the way we look at the universe, it, we think it is like that. It was not like that. It has been made by someone. And they will come when it will be destroyed. It is not going to remain the same. So, you know, this is actually how it's not going to be. The day of judgment, the day of you know, separation, it's not an easy day. Inna jahannam kanat Anyway, I think it's time for the break. I'll come. And then it comes because you know, this sentence is very, very important to understand. In Jahannam Akatmir Sada. And people really to, uh, always you know, think properly. And whenever you alone look properly, that you know, I am unaware, but Jahannam is not leaving me. Jahannam is waiting for me. You know, imagine you have got an enemy, every time he's looking how to find you, kill you. For example, if somebody said to you that I'm, I'm around your house, and any time I find you alone, I'm going to kill you. Just tell, tell me how what will happen. And, you, and the enemy said, You don't see me, and I see you. What will happen? Can you sleep? Jahannam is waiting for everybody. And we sleep. Jahannam is waiting for everybody to enjoy the life. And people say this ulama, they don't know how to enjoy the life. They pass by the garden and roses, don't smell it. You know, just think really, you know, people are not aware. You know, Jahannam does not let, let people to enjoy the life. Jahannam does not let people to because Jahannam is waiting for you. And you are unaware for that. It is really waiting for when you come, what will happen? And you will come anyway. You can't miss Jahannam. So this sentence really makes to needs that people think again. When you sleep, when you are alone, when you are traveling, every time keep thinking about this. The Jahannam is waiting, though I am not waiting for Jahannam. But Jahannam is waiting for me. You can't miss it. Then you stop it here, inshallah. If you have any question, please ask.
You know, I said, when soul leaves the body, it still has connection with the body. When the people sleep, the connection is stronger. When the people die, the connection is little less than that. But connection is still there, no doubt about that. Then these are actually secrets of Allah He did not tell us properly in full because we don't need to understand them in this world. One day people understand. But simple thing is, because when people sleep, they are not like awake. When you awake, you know, for properly there. But when people sleep, somehow the soul leaves, though it still has got a good connection with the body. People can, you can make awake. And when people die, it still so, so leaves them, but still have got connection, but less than, that, less than the sleep. So, you know, to define this thing is not very easy. I mean, we cannot define. And also, I, I mentioned earlier that the many, many realities of the world, you only can understand them when you die. People, about the soul and those things, the people only will know when they die. When people, I'm dying and my soul is taken by the angels, then I know really what soul means. At the moment, I have no idea of soul, what soul actually is. But when people die, they will know. So there are many, many things. Wait for death. When people die, they are seed. When people are raised in the day of judgment, they will know. We just have little knowledge. Because people have been given very little knowledge in this universe. Uma uti to illa qalila. Your knowledge is very, very little. About after all the knowledge that people have got, you know, millions of the libraries in the world, still people's knowledge is very, very little. Even from about their own themselves, people's knowledge is very, very little. People don't have much knowledge. Allah has the knowledge. People don't have the knowledge. That's very good. Yeah, that's right. You know, if you go see Sarab in a desert, it really looks from behind and it's moving. So that actually mountains, because that's the Quran using the word Sarab for the mountain. And also Sarab actually has another meaning in Arabic language. Meaning is people who see Sarab, mirage, from the far, they think it is water. Then they come there, it is no water. So really, no reality. It is just reception. The Quran also, you know, considers that another aspect actually is that all this creation that you see really, you know, for you it is such a big thing, for Allah, nothing really. You know, you see that something solid, but nothing is there. He can make anything disappear. He made things from nothing, and he can make it. He can reduce them to nothing. Yeah, because you know the thing, the Quran actually calls the sun because the, the way the earth, because Allah wants to remind the favor upon the people. So the, the, the one star which actually brings the old light for the people is the sun. But no doubt the billions and millions. And, but Allah, and I'm saying Allah way is not, he's not keen to tell us all his powers. He only wants to tell us things which we can understand, which can help us to worship him. That's all. But no doubt really in the universe, there are you know, millions and millions of stars. They may, some of them may be much stronger than the sun. No doubt about that. But Allah is not only telling us about what we know, what nears, what is the favor we have got.
Yeah, because that nearest to us, that nearer to us. So that's why we can therefore favor. You know, I'm saying if you look in the Quran, Quran always talks to the people according to their extent of the knowledge. Not as, as it is what Allah SWT, not according to his knowledge. He actually talks people what they can understand. That I can say very often also in the Quran reference to things which Arab people can understand immediately. Because Quran was revealed to the language, so they are the first people. So like we can see very often in the Quran, Quran said that you know, don't you see uh, they don't choose the camels, how the camels have been made. And then about uh, in the mountains and all those things. So you can see reference to Arab people. Because the, the way of the Quran is to explain to the people that they understand. It is not to, to show Allah's power and majesty as it is. You know, but just we can get, a, get, get a, an idea, but we cannot comprehend the knowledge of those things anyway. Yeah, you know, the hadith also in the Quran, Quran also keeps telling about the seven skies anyway. Also, sometimes the Quran also said, one say about the, about the earth, also it has seven layers. But the details of those seven skies, we don't know what they are really, you know. But there are something which can tell you because the hadith of the Mi'raj, it tells you, you know, some, some uh, versions of the hadith when the Prophet went to Mi'raj with Jibreel and Jibreel knocked the gate of the first heaven and it was, he was asked, who is it? And he said, Jibreel, and who is you? He said, Muhammad, your son. And then Adam is now there, then he opened the Marhaba Bibni and this and that. The second heaven, he made someone, third one heaven, someone else, fourth heaven, someone else, he, you know, Yusuf al Islam, the fifth one, uh, you know, someone else, sixth one, Musa al Islam, and seventh heaven, he met you know, Ibrahim al Islam. So you can see, like, you know, like different paradise or something like that, Allah SWT made. But we don't know details. That I'm trying to say really that many of these realities, you know, the, even actually about the earth where we live, we have such a little knowledge. But all those seven heavens, how much we don't know, we only know a little bit what Allah has to tell. But what we know really, there must be much, much more things that we can imagine, no doubt. So that tells you that how much Allah has done favor upon people and how great his, his power is. But we don't know much details about those seven heavens. Greek people, they, they used to believe in the nine heavens. So they used to have what they used to say, Al-Aflaqu Tis'a wal-Uqul Ashara. So Greek people said there is the one creator, not created, they don't believe created anyway, something from which everything comes. And then it has created ten aql, ten minds, one mind, second mind, third mind. So the first mind, first intellect created the second intellect and the first heaven. Then the second one created the third intellect and the second heaven. So it became ten intellect, ten aql and nine, nine uh, you know, heavens, whatever you say. And Muslim philosophy, because they are so much impressed by Greek philosophy, so now they also want to make nine. Quran says seven, they want to make nine. So what they say, seven skies, and then one kursi, and one arsh became nine. So you just want to, because you think they, they are more right. You know, simple thing I said, Greeks don't know. They no, they don't, no source of knowledge. Greeks have no idea about, about the heaven, how many heavens are there. You know, they even don't know what actually happening in the world. Like, you know, there is a story written in some of the books of the children that one is astro astrologer, he used to look in the stars all the time. And there was in the, a well in front of him. One day looking in the star, he fell down in the well. So somebody passed by said, you know, you don't know what is underneath of your feet. And you look in the stars. So, you know, the simple thing, Greek people in this matter about metaphysics, they are most ignorant people. They don't know. And now you want to, you know, to interpret the Quran and Sunnah, Hadith in the light of what Greek have been teaching.
any what? I mentioned that two opinions, Imam Tabari and Imam Shafi and many other people that say in the Quran, a very word Arabic language, or Arabs, if you find any similarity with the other language, it could be two different people they use the same word at the same time, not even borrowing from each other. Most people of the language, they don't agree with that. They, so, they say it does not affect us being Arabic. Because any language does not mean everything from that. To Arabic language means things which have been used by Arab people. That's what Arabic language means. So the Quran does not have any word in Arabic language which Arabs did not use. The Quran has always those words which Arab has, Arabs have been using. Otherwise, Arabs, Quraysh would have said this book is not our language because there are so many words which are not from our language. They are, not, they are from their language. They used to use. So once a word becomes part of the language and they made it like that, it becomes Arabic. So whether you believe the Quran has any foreign words or you don't believe, uh, it doesn't make a difference for Quran being Arabic. See, the Quran is Arabic. But there are certain things that you can see so clearly. Like people say Sijil. Sijil doesn't make a sense for Arabic language. If you look at any root of Arabic language, it doesn't make. The only explanation for Sijil is it is Persian word. It is Sangil. Sangil. Sang means stone and gil means uh, you know, uh, soil. To mix it like clay. To sing, that's Sijil means. So you can see the Arabic language, if you say Sin, Jim, Lam, it has nothing to do with that. So the best way actually to find whether the Arabic not look other roots because Arab people they always make derive many words from the same root. If other things are similar, then you can think it from the same root. If it is not, then you should think really it is something else because it's not from their language. Like Arabs use sirwal. But sirwal never comes in Arabic pattern. They never have anything like that. So it is basically shalwar, which used to be in Iran or, 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 or Indian, and that becomes sirwal or sirbal in Arabic language, and then they made word from, from that. That has happened. Similarly, for example, they have jawrab, you know, for, for socks. The Arabic language does not have this, not Arabic word. They have actually got from, from other languages. And then they made jawrab. They used to have kuf, but they didn't have actually socks, you know, from the cotton. They are coming from, from other languages. So there are things which Arab did not have. They borrow from the language, but then become, become, become part of their own, uh, own language. Hmm? No, I'm saying every, it does not make any problem because every language like that, every language is human language. You know, Allah SWT made the Quran being Arabic means the Quran has used that language Arabs used to use. That's all. It does not mean that the Quran does not have any single word from any other language. It does not mean. No language is like that. No language is absolutely pure. Every language has some mixing. And every language is from Allah anyway. He is the one who made all the languages for everybody. Nobody makes his own language. People are created to follow language of their ancestors. Nobody comes born and then makes their own language. No. You basically are born and then you follow someone in the language. Language is waiting for you. As water waits for you, food waits for you. That was before your birth, a language is waiting for you. What? What he said? He said, in this world there is a paradise. Whoever does not enter it will not enter the paradise of the hereafter. As the gate says, the Imam Taymiyyah has a question. Yeah, I know, Imam Taymiyyah is a very nice thing, really. Basically, meaning is that the believers, you know, when they remember their Lord, when they, when they pray, when they you know, sit alone, remembering their Lord, doing dhikr, you know, the enjoyment that they get really is, you know, that, that like enjoyment of paradise, that's real paradise. You know, people think when they eat and drink, they enjoy their life. 
people think when they have nice clothes they enjoy their life but really allah subhanahu has put more taste and more enjoyment in his name so when people do zikr when people do the prayer the enjoyment that they get really nobody can get that's what i mean i want to say this is the real paradise if people did not get this paradise they can't get paradise there so people who get the other paradise they are the people who actually that i mean rahmatullah sometimes used to sit after fajr prayer until noon time just in his place of worship remember doing zikr and he used to say hadhi ghadwati this is my 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 morning food if i don't have this one i cannot survive you know this is the thing really. no doubt name of allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is the biggest enjoyment for the believers but we people have come so much away from everything you know really sometimes and actually people say sometimes when they do dhikr they really get you know taste people have been saying so many times really sometimes you know, just do really yourself you can see really the enjoyment sometimes allah subhanahu wa ta'ala puts a new enjoyment in your heart so much you can you never can find any enjoyment in any food anything like that allah subhanahu wa ta'ala made this like that so that was referring in ibn taymiyyah rahmullah people like that people in taymiyyah people only know as a mutakallim as a debater people never know really how fine that person has been and how how pure the life of ibn taymiyyah rahmullah has been man of the zuhd nothing really just one bread two bread you know nothing there in the food and then ibadah worship dhikr you know and sajda long long sajda do actually read his readings his books amazing thing the man of actually was really so pure in the ibadah in the nearness to allah subhanahu wa ta'ala we are nothing compared to that the people should follow Ibn Taymiyyah, not only argument. Now people actually, certain people, they say we are Salafi. And what they mean actually is argument. Ibn Taymiyyah, a Salafi did not argue. Salafs were used to be far away from argument. They were not debaters. They were worshippers. To worship their Lord, to worship him, to obey him. If you are Salafi, you should worship Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. You become pure, you know, like, like those people, like Ibn Taymiyyah, rahmatullah ta'ala, doing your badah from the morning until noon. So we are a Hanafi without night prayer, and we are Salafi without morning prayer. So we just want to be the Salafi and Hanafi, doing nothing. No, no. People are thinking that Allah is not a warning people, but it's not real. It's not real. It's not like that. It's a warning of the real thing that is going to happen to people. It's literally like that going to happen. Actually, it is more than literal. Actually, the, you know, when we say in the language literal or non-literal metaphoric, they actually are nothing to compare to what is going to happen. What is going to happen, there is far, far, far more than literal meanings. Every reality of that word is far, far more than re- real meaning of the word. The words actually cannot convey that message. So when Allah SWT tells you a fire, if this fire does not, that, that is nothing compared to that fire. When Allah SWT said the punishment, the punishment word actually does not do justice with the word, with punishment that is going to happen there. When Allah SWT says about garden, any, any enjoyment, the word enjoyment is not enough for that. No word, human language, no human word can convey the message of that word properly. Because language is meant for convention, whatever you know. Language is not meant for something else which you don't know. Languages come from the human experiment. They don't come from somewhere else. So when you use that language to express a reality of another world, it is basically only word. It is not real meaning. So anything about attributes of Allah SWT, anything about paradise, anything about farafel, the languages of human beings, they never, never can do justice. They only can give you an idea the real thing will happen when the people see them. So in a punishment, really, at the day, judgment is unimaginable. People never, never can imagine. I, the enjoyment of that word is unimaginable. When the Prophet says that in the paradise, people have things which no eye has seen and no ear ever has heard and no heart can imagine them. It's impossible. No, people cannot imagine. 
Similarly, people cannot imagine the punishment of the fire authority, un unimaginable. They know, because the thing is, any punishment that you know, if for example somebody is going to burn, two people are burned in the fire, do you think they're going to argue? But the punishment in the fire of hell is so severe, and the people's body will be so strong, they will be full burning, and at the same time they are arguing. Allah wants to punish them both ways. You punish in full punishment in burning, and also full punishment to accuse each other. Because when people accuse each other, that you do this, you do this, also they are punished. So Allah wants every single punishment there. In the fire of hell, people are also going to argue. How can you imagine the argument happening in the fire? Can you imagine that? Because it is actually different, different thing. It is much more severe. But at the same time, people are made to get punishment as, as full as possible. So you get every punishment. You get punishment of the burning. You get punishment of the fighting and argument. You get punishment of looking at the people of paradise, how they are. And then you compare yourself. You get more and more punishment. Every, every single punishment possible is there. So in this world, if people punish by death, other punishment is gone. But in that world, every single punishment is full and complete. No, nothing can be taken away. It really is something unimaginable. People can work as long as they keep the prayers on the time and you know it does not make them too tired for the prayer. Actually, the thing is, in the life of the believers, whether their job or family or whatever, the prayer should be central. So if a people can pray five times the prayer on the time properly, and especially in the jama'ah, and then they can uh, adjust their work as they like, there's no harm in that. Though generally it is not praiseworthy that people spend all their life working in the in the night and sleeping during the daytime because it really uh, can affect the health of the people. But people are, some people don't have any other job, you know, the, in, in the religion allowed anyway. So it's a halal job. As long as the people pray on the time, there's no harm in that. The main thing is that the prayer should be on the time because that is the most important thing. If the pray, people make the prayer on the time, and especially if they are nearer to the mosque, if they can make in the masjid, and if they are not nearer to the mosque, if they can make their own jamaah somewhere, as long as they do the prayers on the time, there's no harm to, to change the time of the, or what it makes, 24 hours work or something like that, there's no harm. Um, I just wanted to ask you, I was just thinking about um, what we were discussing at the beginning about Aqidah. And um, I was thinking that throughout time, uh, it seems that scholars throughout Islamic history at different times uh, wrote different Aqidah books to focus on different heresies that had uh, maybe become popular amongst Muslims or that were being promoted like at the time of Mu'tazila, etc. Um, so couldn't we look at our times as well and think, well, there's a lot of ignorance in our times to do with things related to Aqidah, which are affecting people's connection with Allah. Yeah. So, so shouldn't we be promoting for people to study Aqidah, not to study the sects and the groups and the sectarianism, but 
the you know what is qadr, what is the correct understanding of uh, Allah, etc. In order for people to have a you know, thank you. It is a very, very good question, and I am going to inshallah answer a little bit more detail. But first thing to read about Uluhiyah and Rububiyah, don't read the Aqidah. That actually the best explained in the Quran. There is no single book in the world which can explain about Allah's Rububiyah and Uluhiyah better than the Quran. So if you want to read Aqidah for that purpose, don't need Aqidah. That Quran is enough for you. But no doubt, certain times, certain questions keep coming to the people, and believers need to know the answer. And Mawlana Shibri Nomani in India, he was really, he was a great philosopher and also great theologian. He knew Ashari school, he knew Maturidi school, he wrote uh, two books, one on the history of Al-Kalam, and also he wrote another book about the new Al-Kalam. Here we have been the thinking that, you know, don't, uh, don't carry out, carry, keep carrying same tradition, same discussion of Ashari and Maturidi school. Every time has a new question. So he said, now in our time, actually, that the problem is more not about those things. The problem is more about Sira, about the history of Islam, in the Orientalist, and people in the West. They create more questions about the seerah of the Prophet his treatment with the Jews and all those things, and also his own life with his wives. They have more problem about certain things of the Quran and certain aspects of the history of the Quran. They have more problem with that. And our young people, when they go to the universities, they learn those things and their mind corrupted. So we need a new Kalam which can address the issues of our modern time. If people do you know, study of Kalam for that purpose, that's good. Really. Instead of raising the same old question for no reason, nobody wants to do it. If you really discuss those questions, which actually very of like evolution, you know, every student goes to the university schools, they learn about that. So if somebody can, you know, write or discuss those issues, which actually faced by the student in the school, in the college, in the universities, and in modern time, and, uh, you know, answers those questions properly Islamically, so they can be helpful work for those people who want to understand them. So we really need certainly a new Al-Kalam. But again, I'm saying this new Al-Kalam is not part of Iman. It is not the people must need. Those who are affected by that, if they read, they can get the answer. So that always should be limited. But the ulama, instead of discussing about Ashari school, Maturidi school, Salafi school, same old question, it is better really to understand the question of your own time. Because many, many Muslim children, they go to the schools and their mind actually is affected. And people don't have answer. So that's what we should do really. So there's need for a new Al-Kalam. But it should be also limited. It should not be something general for everybody. Limited to certain people who have got the que those questions. You add to that. I was thinking also um, there is also benefit I, I feel in studying about, for example, how the ulama answered the Mu'tazila, you know, because a lot of history keeps repeating itself. So the exact uh, issues might not be the same, so they're not, people are not talking about whether the Quran is created or not, or something like this, but they're talking about the Quran being metaphorical or something, you know, and trying to promote that. You shouldn't read the Quran and take it um, and apply it because Allah didn't mean it like that. It's just, you know, it has a metaphorical meaning, etc. And I mean, what I mean is that we can learn from the way that the scholars dealt with things in the past, can't we? Yeah, a few people. I'm always, there should be always few people in the community who can know that history and who can answer the new question. It should not be part of the curriculum. It is not that everybody should start life with Aqeedah. That's, 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 that's wrong thing. People should start their life with Udu, with the Salah, with the Quran, with the prayer. And some people in the community, one person in England is enough for Aqeedah. Uh, uh, yeah, people don't really everybody. If one person is there, he can write, he can devote his life 
for those questions. And then, you know, books are kept somewhere. If somebody has some doubts, go and read that. That's enough. Most of people just they need to learn about the Quran, about the Salah, about the Zakah, about the purity of the heart. But now, actually, people are teaching somewhere that everybody, before anything else in the world, they need Aqeedah. So that's right. That never happened in Islam. Actually, I have been so much research on the curriculum of Islam in, in Aqeedah never has been part of the curriculum. It always has been something which ulama used to do. Some ulama, sometimes because most people, when they become alim, they never had aqidah. Aqidah basically has been made very little. Now actually you can see every Deobandi and all Barabi, they are instead in aqidah. Why? Because people in Saudi Arabia, they teach aqidah. So now these people, they are fear of life that they have to answer those questions. So it is really more rivalry, more fighting. So if Saudi people have no aqidah, and then the other people have no aqidah, aqidah will finish. Aqeedah actually has come for no reason. People don't need Aqeedah. People need to believe in their Lord and, and do Amal. Iman and Amal, that's what people need. Read Surah Al-Asr. People need Surah Al-Asr, basically. They don't need Aqeedah. So Aqeedah only need, like we need also good Muslim historian. We need good Muslim philosophers. We need good you know, Muslim scientists. So similarly, we need good Muslim mutakallimin. But one or two percent enough. Because some people think, like doctors, you need every city. But mutakallimin don't need every city. If you have two mutakallimin in the same city, they will fight. Yeah, we just need one person, not more than one. We hope you enjoyed today's lecture and pray that it will be beneficial to you. Remember to tune in for the next one. For more insightful content in full HD quality on tafsir and other Islamic sciences such as hadith, fiqh, Arabic prose, grammar and morphology, as well as Islamic history, female scholarship and much, much more, subscribe to our unique streaming platform on www.deepdeen.tv. That's D-E-E-P-D-E-E-N.tv. Don't forget to visit www.cambridgeislamiccollege.org and show your support. Please click on the donate button and give whatever you can. Our institution is dependent on the generosity of donors like yourself.